Hello, and welcome to Snap, Cackle and Pop, the breakfast show for people who wake up at 5pm. My name's Lucas. I'm Laura. And this week, we have a seance with the 40 ghosts of President's past. We shed light on Zara McDermott's real location, and we get cereal about the slum flower. Enjoy! Hello, Laura. Hello, hello. How are you today? Oh, you know... <laughs> Here, surviving. Oh. Oh. Um, you know, here we are. 20 days into lockdown, I'd say. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah, they didn't. Oh, no, I always think they announced it before New Year's, but they didn't, did they? No, but it, it's like now, I feel like we're at the point now where like the um, the sexiness and the excitement of lockdown is all gone. And now it's oh, like... Was <laughs> <laughs> anyone... I don't know, uh, you know, like the, to anyone's experience. I don't know, like the, the first two weeks, there's kind of this feeling. It's like, okay, it's locked down. This is a chance to like work on me. By the way, if you're still working on yourself, maybe something's wrong. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we've, we've had like, what, nine months of lockdown now. If you still have to work on yourself, then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, it's like that, those first two weeks, you're like, I'm going to exercise and I'm going to start a new hobby and yeah. like all that stuff. And now we're at two weeks and it's like, I'm the same shit I was two weeks ago, just inside. Honestly, I had, um, yeah, it's embarrassing when you have a work call and the icebreaker is, you know, what have you been doing in lockdown to what, what's, what's the new thing that you've picked up in lockdown? And my, I literally couldn't give an answer. Like I just couldn't. I was just like, staring at the ceiling for an hour <laughs> after work every day yeah <laughs> no hobbies just saddies just screaming into the void you know um but this is actually one of this brings us to a topic so naturally so quickly so effortlessly oh my god um, it's almost as if we're professionals they oh, should pay us they should pay us that's that's the topic how much should they pay us we don't know they but they <laughs> should pay us but they should um, no, so this is actually this is mainly a question from this is a question from a fan, and the fan is me. Um, oh, no one wrote in this week. <laughs> no one wrote in. Ah. It was another week of no one writing in. <laughs> um, but the question from me, the fan, is basically: I mean, we've been zooming a lot. We have, and it's just zoom, zoom, zoom. I want you in my zoom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I, at this point, yeah, I, we had this actually. The first time, the first time we FaceTimed in the new year, you just you you said, "Oh, how are you?" And I was like, "I hate that question," because <laughs> the reason why I really hate it is because like I I was so oblivious to the privilege of saying fine, like because pre-pandemic you'd just be like, "Oh, I'm fine," and there was such privilege in the in that single word. Yeah. Um, and nowadays you really have when someone asks you how you are it's like a serious question you're like and now I'm not fine I'm not fine and you really have to take them on a tour of your mental health Um, yeah yeah so I think asking people how they are is kind of too much of a loaded question yeah I feel like (laughs) when I ask people it now they do like everyone does kind of give that like (sighs) you know it's like Mm, so yeah. that's just that's just telling of where we are right now yeah um, and yeah. instead of sitting and moaning about it I think us as um revolutionaries trendsetters icons mm-hmm. should provide the listener with maybe an alternative things that you can ask your friends instead of how are you oh cute okay well okay memes are my <laughs> love language so that's my way I just send a meme <laughs> memes on a scale of one to ten, how much of a cat this cat are you? Okay. 
Um, I like, so one of the things I have started doing, which I quite like, is asking people, and it's kind of cheesy, but then the responses are quite nice, is asking people like, what's the thing in your life right now that brings you joy? Do you really ask people that? Yeah, I'm like, so what makes you happy? <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't ask it in like some airy fairy, but I'm like, so what makes you happy right now? Yeah. You're asking me. What? Well, why don't I? Laura, what makes you happy right now? You know, I can give you a really embarrassing answer. Yes, I'd like to. Laura, please tell us what embarrassing thing has made you happy. Winter watch. <laughs> no. Yes. No. <laughs> no. I'm adding it to the list of embarrassing things. Um, winter me watch. turning into a middle-aged woman. Yeah, I just love watching winter watch. It's winter watch week. I love it. <laughs> I love all the watches. I love spring watch. I love autumn watch i love the innuendos like if they can put like blue tits <laughs> if they can throw it into a conversation they will or a shag oh my god love um, it. i mean so i i have a vague idea of what winter watch is could you could you give me a little summary a whistle top whistle stop tour oh, a whistle down tour do you mean oh, a whistle down tour <laughs> so the watches are <laughs> so the, is that the name of the fans it's no, no, that's a watcher. In oh, okay. which I am one. No, um, yeah, no, they're, they're on the BBC. They're like, it's like once a, I think it's like just like a week every season. So there's like spring watch and then there's autumn. <laughs> okay. There's winter watch. And it's just like a week. Like, <laughs> I can't say this after sounding awful. It's a celebration of the British countryside. <laughs> So they have like they'll put like little cameras around like woods and they and they like they film the little creatures just going about their day. Oh my god! And like people can send stuff in and it's all like different like advice like how to make your garden hedgehog friendly was. <laughs> oh my god! And it's just really wholesome. It's like um, it's like Planet Earth, but like Brexit Brexit edition. It's like extremely British planner but condensed into a week and it's kind of cute because it just shows you know like the British wildlife it's just a bit you know Shit. it's not like we have like lions you know I think our biggest predator is what the badger I didn't know a badger was a predator it is I think it's the like top predator in the UK which kind of just proves my point but I don't know there's just something about all the little creatures little oh, climax yeah just I don't know is that really oh sad? Oh my god. Can I tell you about the best winter watch? Your fucking what? window. It's winter outside. <laughs> you, you sit by your window, you'll see the same things that you see on yeah, fucking winter they watch. They say, they say, like, especially in lockdown, you need to have, you know, get warm with nature. It's good for me- well yeah, being, you know. And you can watch walk. it from your TV, and it's like best of both worlds. <laughs> they do like a mindfulness bit as well, where they like slow motion film like some sheep traveling across a moor. Wow. For like 10 minutes and it's really calming <laughs> i'd recommend winter watch is woke who knew it really is it really is anyway that's wow mine. okay that that's but that's a really nice thing that I, I enjoyed hearing about that thing that made you happy well i'm glad that you did and i'm glad that you asked without asking me how i actually am which is empty inside but yeah exactly <laughs> who would want to hear about that when you could hear about the 10 minutes of slow motion sheep <laughs> Um, do you have any other things that you ask people on Zooms that you think is a better question than like asking them just how are you? I think, I don't know, yeah, because my my default is just like, you know, how was your week? What have you been up to? But like, 
That's the saddest. That's the Not saddest much. question you can ask. When someone asks me what I've been up to, I'm like, why the fuck would you ask that? Like, what's the fucking point? I'm I'm sad when I'm I fat interested. In nothing. You're interested in nothing. What are you looking forward to? That's a good one. That's good, but you know the future's not guaranteed, so... Yeah, the future does look bleak, so I don't know. It has to be like um, small things like, ooh, my bath. Yeah, you know? yeah <laughs> little things. Is there anything that you're looking forward to? My bath? The- <laughs> <laughs> um, I am looking forward to... Well, I have in my head that this is still going to be over by like... March, which oh, I know I'm lying to myself. The, so I keep saying like, I'm looking forward to March. <laughs> March, it's just, I love March. If it's uh, the thing is, if you keep on telling people that you're looking forward to March and then lockdown doesn't end in March, you're just gonna have to pretend that you really love the month of yeah, March. Yeah, no, it's just I just love March. It's like, <laughs> yes, March. But to be fair though, March I, madness. March is like I do look forward to March because it is a turning point in the year. I I feel like January and February, it's literally like survival mode because yeah. they're the worst month so i like when it gets smart you're yeah. just like life begins again mm-hmm. i um, agree oh you mentioned your bath um I and i have a story it's not really a story no one really has stories these days everyone just has like snippets of their life to talk about <laughs> um and i just have something that i'm quite proud of so i wanted to tell you about okay. it um so for the listeners and for laura she's forgotten <laughs> i have a little bit of a thing about like spending time on my own like i'm not the best at it um but just because i'm a quite a busy body and recently i one night one evening i was like okay i have this evening to myself i'm going to force myself to enjoy it um i was like <laughs> i'm gonna enjoy it Stop. <laughs> but i had a lovely time i ran myself a bath i got myself a glass of wine i lit a candle mm. and i had a lovely little luxurious bath and then i like did a face mask mm. and then made myself a cup of tea lovely. then watched something on netflix and i can i can get behind this self-care thing what are you are you oh no you're an aries because i have <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't ask someone what are you can't ask someone what are you <laughs> no because yeah no i that's another thing i look forward to sundays because sundays are my self-care day and i am so regimented about it um and it's such huge tourist energy like just dressing gown hair masks sliders <laughs> like militant takes all the boxes yeah so that's quite you know tourist energy of you to yeah you know i'm branching out yeah um, did i tell you about we're talking about star signs about this boy who i went on a date with with the star signs i feel like it rings a bell but tell the listeners anyway because i'm sure it's riveting it is um no just that so i've i've always been quite interested in star signs obviously i'm not like devoted but like i very much like my co-star app etc etc <laughs> um and i recently went on a date with this boy and he was so into star signs like i was telling him about my flat and he was like um so like what star sign is everyone just like like get the like aura of the house and i was like this is ridiculous like <laughs> I was like this is so embarrassing and now because of that i've stopped talking about star signs because i'm like is that how everyone views me like well as mystic meg <laughs> yeah as a fucking nut of mystic meg so i don't know there's definitely that kind of brand of girl coming out of um you know like yeah you see them they're like oh, i'm charging my crystal yeah. <laughs> they love their crystals burning some sage that's it sage. <laughs> um mugwort What'd you call me? <laughs> um, Sage is about the spirits. And then um, 
Yeah, because sages like ghosts, and obviously astronomy is something completely different. Astronomy? No. Ast- yeah, astro- but it's all, astrology. It's all under the whole, you know, cracker shit, isn't it? The umbrella. Witchy oh. women. <laughs> so witchy women again. Witchy um, women. Yeah, so now I, I've sort of had to give myself a bit of a break from Uranus astrology. Uranus is in retrograde. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, what, what happens to my anus is between me and myself and you shouldn't know anything about it carry on sorry um no no well i'm i'm done <laughs> <laughs> that's it that was the end of my sentence um so yeah here's a question laura have you ever had like a um like a mystic experience like something like supernatural or like unexplainable yeah i always think about this i think the only time i can think of off the top of my head was being in like a forest mm-hmm. I can't remember where it was I feel like it was in Cornwall and there was this like little broken down church mm-hmm. and it was like dusky and like the sun was going down and it was a bit like that point in the horror film where it's like these people <laughs> need to go home or else they're gonna get fucked kind of thing mm-hmm. um and like I was just hit with this like feeling standing by the church like I was being watched and I was with my sister and we both kind of just looked at each other and we were just like mm-mm, mm-mm. and we walked away and I feel like looking back like in those kind of situations there's so much like psychology behind it like you can, yeah. you can just egg each other on or you kind of just get in your head that you can feel it but and then you kind of just and then also with, with every time you look back you think like oh that was that time where I felt like I was being watched but actually at the time you probably did it but mm-hmm. I don't know, like it was such a strong, it was, it was icky sticky. I did not like it and I would not recommend. So. Spooky, spooky, icky sticky. I think it was the woman in black basically is what I'm trying mm. to say. Spooky. Yeah. Um, I've, I've had one really, really strong, um, like sort of extraterrestrial spiritual experience in my life. Um, that I've that I can't explain and it's very very strange and so I just like well it happened and like I guess that that's a thing now um but this was like back in we've been about I think like 2016 2017 something like that anyway my grandfather was like really ill he was like in and out of hospital for about like two years but like he he would always get back out of hospital afterwards um and basically one day my dad got a phone call um, from our like step grandmother saying, "Oh, Papoose, which is my grandfather's, what you say, it's grandfather in Greek. Papoose is mm. um, Papoose is, is back in hospital again." And my dad was like, "Oh, okay, whatever. He's always in hospital." Um, and my dad gets off the phone and he tells us about that. And I said, "Oh, that's so strange. I had a dream last night about Papoose, and he was driving me around in a car." And my dad turns to me and says, "Oh shit, he's gonna die tomorrow because in our family, whenever anyone has a dream about someone driving them around in a car, they then die." And Next day he died. Why in a car? That's so specific. No idea. And I had, and I had like literally before before that dream, I had no idea that that had happened in our like that was a thing that happens mm. in our family. But mm. my dad's had it before, and like yeah, and so uh, the ghosts. I, I can believe it. I know I always say like I can believe it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I can. Like no, there's so yeah. so many. St- I love like documentaries of like supernatural stories mm. and like just hearing people's like stories yeah have you ever watched this is this is some quality entertainment um is it called ghost hunters it's like a it was like a uk um it was like a uk reality tv show i think it was called like ghost hunters or something like that with yvette fielding it rings a bell 
But I might be thinking of BuzzFeed. What's the BuzzFeed one? Oh, I've never seen the BuzzFeed one because, well, oh, the only yeah, reason yeah. I, I watched this one with Yvette Fielding is because she takes celebrities like ghost hunting mm. and there is one that I've, we've watched like in the flat before where she takes girls allowed ghost hunting <laughs> it is amazing oh my god it is so good the ghost of their career <laughs> i mean yeah all the house of those fucking filled with all those fucking ghosts and no one could tell them their career was about to be over in five years but <laughs> <laughs> Not all the ghosts like fan guy they go the girls allowed like oh my god it's Cheryl <laughs> oh my god yeah. yeah if I became a ghost I would I would hope to like that I would get to haunt someone like famous. I always say this if you <laughs> if you're okay. a ghost who would you haunt Gemma Collins no actually no if you had a ghost haunt you who would it be Gemma Collins okay <laughs> also, yeah I, think, I, money, I do would prefer Gemma Collins to be the ghost haunting me because I think she's she'd be quite a fun ghost to haunt me because like she'd have her good moods but then when she'd have her bad moods it'd be like so interesting she'd, really she'd kind of off. be like half ghost and half fairy godmother as well like she'd be a ghost but I think she'd be like you've got this babe go yeah. on <laughs> kind of like giving you motivational yeah I see nice, that who yeah. would you want your your haunt your haunty haunter to be <sighs> I don't know. It's a good question that I ask you. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, you don't want it to be someone like Joe Wicks, who's super energetic. Oh my God, imagine. He's going to be like haunting you all day long. And of his voice as well is so like, and every like 9am every day, he'd be like, come on, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, I have no goals. Just leave me alone. Say Cardi B. I feel like she just make me laugh all day long. Oh, that's a good ghost. Yeah, that's a nice ghost. And she seems oh. like a girl's girl, even if she's dead. You know, yeah, I think she'd have your back, like Gemma. She's a she's a ghoul's ghoul. A ghoul's ghoul. <laughs> a ghoul's ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about ghosts, do you know what has um, forty three ghosts? <laughs> it, the presidential cohort. I don't know. There's like you know, there must be about like forty. There must be about 41 ghosts uh, of all the presidents. How many have there's, there's 45? There's 46 now. Of them. There's, there's 46, 46 now. Them. How many are dead? Most? Um, so I've just Googled it and there are... Yes. Um, six living presidents. Anyway, talking about 39 ghoulies. <laughs> uh, oh no, is it 40? I thought about 40 ghoulies. The, um, the messiest segue that ever was. We just got a, a, a new extra future potential ghoulie. Um, which is President Biden. Woo. President Biden is about three days away from being a ghoulie. Let's all be honest here. Like, he, he, I mean, when he was doing his speech. Oh my God. I'm like, you can get through it, hun. I'm like, he just looked so relieved he got through it, to be honest. Yeah. He just, he looked like he needed to lie down afterwards. Fully. He's, he look, he's very sweet, but like old man sweet. He's very old. So old. <laughs> Oh, bless him. I do love him, though. Yeah, because he brought democracy to America. He's so sweet. I think his speech was really good. Mm-hmm. And he he's already said that he's like, no harassing, like no bullying, like I, zero policy. Obviously, he's revoked all of Trump's wild policies. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, which, it's been a day, two days? Yeah, it's been two days now, yeah. Um, which is wild also, because it isn't, isn't just the, like, the US democratic system, just a ping pong between people like signing executive orders and then people signing executive orders to like get rid of those executive orders. I know. Just... I, I mean, it's insane that after all of, all of the 
all of the hoot nanny kerfuffle <laughs> that <laughs> happened over the past two years could could just be overwritten in within a day of being yeah. in office. Is... And everything that happens in the next four years could just be overwritten just as easily. Yeah, I mean, their democracy is a joke, but... Yeah, their democracy is a joke. Um, <laughs> what, what I also think is a joke in America, that inauguration ceremony is such a joke. Why don't we have one? I Why? want one. Why doesn't Adele come and sing God <laughs> Save the Queen or something? I mean, can Jessie you imagine? J. The people want <laughs> Jessie J outside 10 Downing Street. Rita Ora at Parliament <laughs> Square singing no, a no. remix of too Jerusalem. Far, too far. Too far. <laughs> but honestly, I mean, it literally is us turning to America and being like, well done, you did democracy, which everyone does every day, but for you, we'll do a party for that. Like, Seriously. It's just a big thing for them, isn't it? It's like a it's like a coronation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but our coronations are fucking boring. Mm. Like, I kind of wish we had one, but then no one in our parliament is worth celebrating, though. So yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I mean, what did you think of the performances? I was pleasantly satisfied, I'd say. Okay, <laughs> Lady Gaga was. <laughs> Formidable. She was. Uh, Jada was. Jada was lovely, actually. It was a bit of a weird bit of remix thrown in there. I wasn't sure how I felt about that. I was a bit confused. First of all, those people who wrote those songs, the songs, the the, the anthems, the nation, the national anthems, whatever, illiterate, right? <laughs> they are like, like, I don't know, hundred years children. old. Children, no, but they're written by old. children. It's like. Like mm. this time is your life. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like from here to there, okay, and then um from there also to here, and also from here to there. That's all your land. Mm. Um, and then especially the American anthem is like it's such a bad anthem. Like yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's it just makes me wince when I hear it. Honestly. It's all over the place. When they talk about them, they talk about the fucking the rockets all of a sudden, and then it's like then they change key and then they change pitch. <laughs> What is going on? Car crash. No, I really? think, yeah, like you can tell they obviously like there was so much thought put into it. Like, let's have our leading Latina pop star sing This yeah. Land is Your Land. Let's have a black young female poet do a poem. And it's yeah. just like, let's have Lady Gargos, I don't know, like really woke. Yeah, woke, LGBT woke. ally, you know, yeah. do, you know, it was very. They obviously did their homework, I'd say. Yeah. They knew who their mm. audience was. But do you know what? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the songs. I enjoyed the outfits, <laughs> most importantly. The songs. I enjoyed the memes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, we have to talk about the meme. The meme. The There's meme only one. Of, ba- <laughs> only of Bernie one. Sanders sitting alone in VIP. Oh my God. And his little mittens. His little mittens. You know, when they asked yeah. him, uh, like a news channel asked him, like, oh, how do you feel about the meme? He's like, well, at least now they know that in Vermont we make really nice mittens. I was like, oh, Bernie. Bernie. He did not look <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, I read a tweet saying, Bernie looks like he thinks that this should have been put in an email. <laughs> So true. He really is there with his arm crossed, like, I have places to be, I have shit to do. (laughs) It sounded like I don't have that many years left on my life. Why am I spending it here? Like he dressed for the occasion. Oh god, what a guy. Yeah, I think it was it was a good day. Yeah. Also, let it be known that the whole Biden sort of um momentum started with memes. 
Do you remember this? What, young Biden? Is that what you're, no, not, like, not yeah, young, sexy Biden? No, uh, <laughs> Keep that, it in your panties. Is that just me? Is that just me? <laughs> That's just you. No, don't you remember when um, Obama left office, there were a bunch of memes about him and Joe Biden? No. What yeah. about them being friends, like besties? Yeah, I I think that's uh, yeah. I just remember there being like loads of like, yeah. Joe Biden, Obama means, and that was like I think like one of the first times like a big meme, um, like skyrocketed like throughout the media, and that was it was about them having like a bromance. I think. Yeah, I remember the um their matching brace, the one of them making friendship bracelets for each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Warms like, my heart. Who's Go. making a friendship bracelet for Bernie? That's what I want to know. The whole of the world is making Bernie missions. Mittens. <laughs> mittens. Mittens for the kittens. Um, but yeah, so like maybe this is like a strategic move from Bernie to to start as a meme and end as a president. Yeah, I mean, they always say, yeah, if you own the social media, then you're halfway there. So I mean, maybe that's his... He is so loved by the our generation, but... yeah. Sadly, from a distance, to be. yeah, he's loved from a but social I, distance, <laughs> as are most things. But yes. I feel like I don't, I don't, yeah, honestly, if I'm gonna be honest, I forgot it was on that day, I forgot it was January 20th, I forgot it was on until it was on, and then I was like, shit, the free it's world on. is on, you know, it's back, it's the free back. world is back, yeah, yeah, well, all good news, went off without a hitch, which is lovely. Mm. Um, I saw I saw some Republicans tweeting, being like, "Everyone made fun of how few people were um, were at Trump's inauguration, but look, like Biden had to fill the the fields with flags." And it's like, like we're in a pandemic. <laughs> I just like, the thing I was looking at, it and I was like, "Oh, it does look a bit empty." And then I thought, I feel like it's the same number of people that were there at Trump's, yeah. <laughs> but this one is socially distant. So just like, in a pandemic, during a social like a social terrorist incident. Like amongst that. So yeah, all so. in all, talking about a pandemic, I saw something that I absolutely hated. <laughs> talking about a pandemic, I, right. I just realised we're in one. No, um, I saw someone online call the pandemic, the calling her, she, her name is Pamela Demick. <laughs> I cannot Pamela tell Demick. you. Pamela Demick. <laughs> I cannot tell you how much I hate that. I mean, it's going to be a drag name. Someone's going to come Pamela out. Pamela Demick is good. Pamela Demick. Mm. Um, well, speaking of drag. drag. <laughs> oh, oh my God. The segues, the segues, the segues. Um, the second yes. most important thing that happened this week. Yes. Drag Race UK. We had our, our premiere last week. Um, what do you think, Laura? I am loving it i am mcdonald's loving it i think it's i just think it's great i think i hate how it's once a week i hate that mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. but um yeah i'm not even like thinking about the american one if i'm honest i just don't know like there's just something so scummy and charming about yeah. the british tracks scummy and charming That's yeah it's it mean, good obviously it's a competition but first of all it's a it's a competition for they're basically competing for nothing. Let's start there. Like the the American prize is a hundred thousand dollars. 
the British one. The British one. You get a badge. You get a badge. And then, like, the winner of Drag Race is going to get shoved on the fucking Ryan Air flight. We're going to fly him out of Hollywood and then we're going to film something <laughs> with them and then put them back on the fucking flight. Like, it is. You can see that the difference in budget is hilarious. Yeah. Every week they give away like 10 grand's worth of makeup and in the British one they get a fake blue pizza badge. You got a fucking badge, love. <laughs> like, it's really. It, but I think that fact, the fact that it's it's less about the money and it's more about just like in the American one, it's about like winning and showing yourself to be the best drag queen. But I think in the UK one, because there's not that monetary prize, I think a lot of the aim of the UK queens is just to show how great UK drag is. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think like, it's nice having kind of two Scottish queens and mm-hmm. a Welsh queen. And it's like, you can tell that they're so like, like in the first episode with the, um, queen of your hometown challenge mm-hmm. like they're all representing their their area so much and like i don't know maybe maybe americans might think this because they live in america when they watch the u.s one but when i'm watching it and like when you know the context of it like it's just funny like the northerners versus the southerners and yeah. then like bimini bomboulash like repping norwich which is just <laughs> the scummiest place in the uk but she loves it like we i don't we know have, yeah we have to talk about bimini bomboulash because why why have, why am I so in love? <laughs> why am I obsessed? I walk around my house like every day just muttering to myself, my name's Bimini Bombu Lash and I'm the bendiest bitch in East London. I think she's so attractive. I don't know oh, why. Yeah, kind of as well. Kind of as well. Yeah, I mean, that, but that's the thing. She's also, she's like really attractive and she's just so sweet as well. Yeah. And, like, and oh, bless it. It's not, she's not, she's not been having a, a, st- a stormer so far. No, not yet. But, but I, d- I want her to do well. Um, also, no, not also. The oh. other thing. Moving on. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Um, there's something you've put on this list that I just saw that I would like to talk about. Okay. Because it is something that I also have struggled with. Um, oh. Mm. Do you Interesting. Introdu- do you want to introduce the topic to the listeners? Is it driver's license yes it is yeah i i whacked it on our list because i've been i listened to it the other day on the radio and then like i just keep seeing it pop up everywhere and i just want to know like what is the hype so that's People my question to you sass. oh well, well, that was my hype? question well that's my question to you <laughs> from what i know from what i do know is that it's it's so this girl who does it, Olivia something. Um, Rodrigo. Not, new, not okay, not Olivia, even John. <laughs> um, I, then I maybe could see the hype. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Olivia Rodrigo, who, okay, this is a, for a pop culture podcast, this is very misinformed. Sorry. But um, from what is it I know. She's like 12. Is that the whole thing? So she was on the high school musical, the, the like, um, the Disney show. Okay. And okay. I think the song is about one of her co-stars who is now dating Sabrina Carpenter. <gasps> oh, oh Laura's into wow, it now. There's a whole context here that I did not miss. I'm I'm completely missed. Who's but- Sabrina Carpenter? Who <laughs> 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 <It> was that? <laughs> um, but I think the thing is that um people actually like the song more than more than anything else. People, people really like the song. the song. So many celebrities, like so many actual artists are plugging it. Like yeah. So many, and I'm a bit like, where? Why? Like, I like, honestly, I was on the radio the other day, and the I think it was Scott Mills was like, that is what real music sounds like. 
that's a real song. It's a real song. And I was just like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, it definitely is a song. Like it yes. has a verse and a chorus. Yeah, it's good. It's made with notes. It's not bad. It's not no. bad no, at no, all. Not I'm bad. not saying it's bad. And her voice is very impressive, but like, yeah. Eh? I think she's really tapped into like, um, like just the depression of our generation right now. Um, so I think like, obviously we're at a point, I think as a, as a collective, like Gen Z, where we are all pretty much the most depressed, like collectively we've ever been. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I, I, I mean, know. you weren't an emo in the noughties, so I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't an emo in the noughties. I was no Laura Mullen emo noughties. <laughs> naughty, naughty emo Mullen. Um, but yeah, I think definitely as our generation, obviously with the lockdown and with the lockdown, um, there's a lot of depression and a lot of like sadness and a lot of melancholy um, swirling around. So I think she's definitely tapped into that. So I think that's why it's doing so well. I don't know. People always love sad music. Like it's a good yeah. breakup song. So I see it. It's like everyone, you know, Adele. Yeah. Everyone loves Adele because she'll always cry about heartbreak and there's yeah. always people who can identify. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's good. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, ooh. I mean, but we're old, aren't we? Like, and I think I kind of, I'm kind of angry at TikTok because TikTok has made us old. We weren't old before TikTok. And now that TikTok's around, we are old. A hundred percent. I always felt like I was pretty much in the loop. Like I, I'm pretty good with public affairs. I do have a pop culture podcast. So I would hope that I'm You also spent your semi week, in the loop. You also spent your week watching Winter Watch. So I'm not sure. Hey, my loop happens to extend further than many people my age. I mean, I'm just broadening my horizons here. But then TikTok came along and it's like, it's like a different language. Like, I could just do really Oh my God, all these kids saying it's the this for me. Like, what's that supposed to mean? But yeah, I mean, oh gosh, you know, we're not we're not the influencers that we're we haven't got to the influencer level that we need to be at yet. Um, but that's fine. We'll, no, we'll get there eventually. Um, well, speaking of influencers, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, another thing I wanted your opinion on, opinion on, um, was the behaviour of certain public figures at the minute. And I don't want to sound like a grumpy goose, but I just can't take it anymore. Another <laughs> fucking influencer in Dubai. In Dubai. I can't bear it anymore. Like I can't just go on Instagram every day and be shown how insignificantly inadequate my life is compared to someone my age who's in Dubai. Why are they in Dubai? Why are they in Dubai? Why are they in Dubai? Um, I mean, no, I actually don't care. I actually don't care about the fact that they're in Dubai. It's, <laughs> it's, the fact, it's just the audacity of, and I actually, I think it was, I think it was Olivia Atwood from Love Island actually spoke up about this mm-hmm. on her stories. And I kind of um, back her for this because mm-hmm. It's not the fact that they're in Dubai. Like you have a right to be in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have your humor. I mean, do they have no? It's a leak. It's illegal for them to be in a Dubai right now. But yes, okay. Oh, okay. Well, they don't have the right. That, that's by the by. <laughs> so then, to just be like, a they say, um, oh, I'm working. Yeah, lies. I'm working. I'm in Dubai for work. You don't know how hard it is being an influencer. <laughs> 
Like what? I can I can think of a couple professions that are harder to be yeah, the, right now. Than being a fucking peanut head Molly May. Molly May's in Manchester to be fair. She's oh, okay. finally in Manchester. Thank you, Molly May. Be, you know, your services Molly... appreciated. On Thursday night, I'm gonna go and clap for Molly May for staying in Manchester. <laughs> She's being really brave. But um <laughs> and then also like what I found, because I actually follow a fair share of them for some bizarre reason. Mm. But like they now think they can get around it by being like, do you want to see content from me? Yes or no? <laughs> and then everyone will vote yes. And then like, thanks guys. I know some people don't like seeing me in Dubai, but I did ask if you wanted to see content of me in Dubai and 98% of you did. So I don't care that it's completely tone deaf. I'm going to do it anyway oh my God. because I asked. It's okay. <laughs> it's like- oh my God. I tell you what the worst thing about it all. It's the stupidity. Like it's the fact that these influencers have two brain cells between all of them because you just think if you're someone who's stuck at home in the middle of a lockdown, like, just you and your four walls the last thing you want to see is these fucking shits partying up in dubai like it's just not not what i want i don't care i mean obviously are we are we shocked no 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 i mean these are the people who are who are promoting like fit tea that makes you like shit yourself yeah Um, very true very true but yeah i mean it's they're not killing people and that's that's like it, I think what the, the way they do it is I think quite safe but the fact that they're so inconsiderate at a time when people need like support for even from people on the internet just shows their true colors like they're not they've always sort of said like oh we're you know we're influencers like we're we're people of the people like you know we go to kebab shops for promo shoots and we like <laughs> say hi to everyone you know sports direct yeah exactly like we do sponsorship deals for the people like to show them what's good and what they should be using but this pandemic has sort of shown that no they're not here for the people they are here for themselves themselves and themselves mm. Yeah, and I think like they will always have the argument of like it's my it's what I do for a living. Like when they um when Instagram took away the likes thing feature, oh, yeah, yeah, and loads of influencers spoke up because it affects their livelihood. Like I'm never ever 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 gonna have that much sympathy because you can really really easily get a job, <laughs> just get a job, regular old job. If it's that hard and your job is being that threatened, then. <laughs> By all means, just like, be my guest. Um, but that's what I'm going to say on it because we don't. We want. We still want that fitty sponsor, so we can't be. We can't be too mean. I also love. It's just the lies. Like I love um, the cases where <laughs> they do whatever they can to post, but also not look like they're abroad. <laughs> like, was, um, Zara McDermott got into <laughs> Because she posted a picture and was obviously in a gym and outside there were palm trees and she blurred the background. But then the company that she was sponsoring and that was sponsoring her posted the same picture but not edited. And I was just like, why are you lying? If I were a business right now, if I was, if I were in Dubai right now, I would open a business, which is like a snappy snaps sort of business, like a photo shoot business, but all my backdrops are like English streets. So all the influencers would go get their photos in front of these backdrops of English streets. So it looked like they're back in good old Blighty. 
Yeah. Well, what you know, you see now, like the influencers are very, they're very adaptable. I mean, the, the car park photo is now become a cultural phenomenon because yeah. so many who are staying home need to still shoot their outfit pics. So they just go to car park. Very resourceful, very safe, no burge. <laughs> purge the burge. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our slogan. We should run off purge the burge. Purge the burge. Purge the burge. Um, yeah, drama in it. So much drama. So that's not the only drama that's happened this week. Um, there's also been some. It's not. There's been some homegrown drama. There has been some real UK sourced, some, right here, right now. Some fresh, homemade Brexit sovereign drama. Oven ready. <laughs> <laughs> some oven ready drama. Um, do you want to tell the listeners what we're talking about? Well, yeah, it's been going on for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's a sticky one and i've been very very on top of it <laughs> um but <clears throat> pardon me yes for you uh literary neeks out there if, if you are there i don't know it's we're talking about the um obviously drama between slum flower and florence given which has been going mm-hmm. on quite some time for those of you who don't know florence given and slum flower are two kind of I don't know, the term's insta-feminist, I guess. They're two Mm -hmm. artists who both built a massive social media platform off kind of um, like very feminist rhetoric. They're both very like sex positive and um, yeah, just very like young voice of the new generation is what everyone keeps calling them. Mm -hmm. Um, And both of them have released books within quite similar timeframes with quite similar designs and obviously quite similar rhetorics, mm-hmm. which has prompted once the Slumflower to accuse Florence Given of plagiarism. Oh, and I need to include the fact that Florence Given is white and the Slumflower is black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is obviously a huge thing. And the Slumflower is now, long story short, there's been a lot, lot of debate, but she's basically demanding 70% of Florence earnings in what she calls reparations. Yeah. Which is obviously a very loaded request. Mm-hmm. Um, is the summary. Go and have yeah. a look. Look at both their Instagrams. It's all there. They're both really airing out their dirty laundry. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to look that far. Um, yeah. Yeah. What I think is especially interesting and worth talking about is the fact that, um, you know, this also started in the summer-ish and, the slum flower a lot of the time she she used that rhetoric of racism and white women stealing from black women which has happened so many times in history to push the fact that she claims that given plagiarized her um and you know a lot of people obviously got behind her because obviously when when someone says you know someone says something and uses such strong claims you get behind them um, yeah and what has now come to light is Monroe Bergdorf, who has nothing to do with the whole thing, really, and hasn't really spoken out about it, has got a lot of hate from Slumflower and Slumflower's fans. Um, and then on top of that as well, two lawyers who were independent, who they were employed by Florence Given, but they were independent of the whole situation. They they came at it from a completely non-biased standpoint, said there is no plagiarism between the two books. Yeah, I just, I just think like when when... Slumflower first like started making the claims and came out with it and Florence released her statement mm-hmm. like 
the thing is, I follow I follow Florence Gibbon for about five years now. Uh-huh. I never really followed the Sunflower. I just mm-hmm. like many many girls just kind of follow follow Florence, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then when the Sunflower came out, I was like, oh my god, this is juicy. <laughs> but I just think, like, obviously, it's absolutely no surprise that Florence is doing well. She's very pretty. She's white. She's mm-hmm. obviously going to be the more palatable version of what that basically a very similar brand, which they're both portraying, which is the mm-hmm. kind of like arty, artsy, yeah, Insta feminist is yeah. basically what they're doing. Um, so obviously it's a real, real shame that somehow's not doing very well. No, no they're both earning like six figures anyway. Yeah, okay. but, so <laughs> I mean, somehow it is not doing as well as Florence mm-hmm. and Florence has a big following. Yes. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. The white girl is mm-hmm. getting more clout than the black girl. Mm-hmm. But I just think like the audacity to say <laughs> you're stealing my ideas yeah. When neither of them have ever said anything groundbreaking. Like, I think both of them are have a really important place because mm-hmm. they're packaging feminist ideas, um, like, in a way that's really, really consumable. And loads of mm-hmm. young girls are seeing things in the colourful print or reading in their book, like things yeah. like, you know, he's not your son, don't raise him, you deserve better, things about leaving a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. which maybe otherwise they wouldn't have been introduced to. And I think that's brilliant. And I think yeah. there's definitely a place for it. But don't sit and tell me that you were the first person to think <laughs> this. Like, yeah. it's just baffling to, to, be, to be saying that either of them deserve the complete accolades that mm. they came up with this stuff. Like there's nothing yeah. groundbreaking in saying that you need to leave a toxic relationship <laughs> or that your body is yours and that you yeah. don't have to shave. Like we were saying in the, in the 70s, you know, I don't yeah. think Judith Butler is going to be demanding reparations <laughs> for people. Like, I just think it's, I just think it's audacious. And then I think the witch hunt that it's created mm-hmm. when it's very easy to see it from each person's perspective. Mm-hmm. But I would always think that in this kind of situation, I would be very critical. And probably if a black artist was saying, I've been done really wrong here, I would probably automatically side with them. But in this situation, I just don't think that you can personally use your identity as a way of, I think she's just weaponizing identity politics, to be honest, for her own personal gain. And that's wrong. And then to say it's reparations, like for a single black person to ask for a single white person Mm -hmm. of reparations. Like, that's just disrespectful to like so much that's happened. Like, because you're not earning enough money off your book. Like, I just, yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing, like you say weaponized, and I think weaponized is like the perfect word because it, because you can because it's such a strong thing to say to someone to say that something's racist or something's based on like um you know like racial concepts or things like that that whenever i see something it's like whenever someone says that someone says this has happened and i and i think it's racist or i think it's homophobic or i think it's sexist instantly my first thing is to be like yeah i agree with them because it's such a strong thing to say and it's such a strong weapon that i would never really think of people being so stupid or like selfish enough to misuse it yeah yeah but people people do and i think like there is a definitely she 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 has every right she has a right to be angry sunflower Mm -hmm. jadira she has a right to be angry you know she's a black artist trying to make it in a very white industry yeah and she's 
she thinks in her, that she's been done wrong. And there are so many black artists that do wrong, get done wrong for the exact same reasons. But mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't think when there's absolutely no proof, proven thing that there's plagiarism has happened. Yeah. And like, you didn't even come up with any of this yourself yeah. <laughs> to then demand that much money. Uh, yeah. And I, th- I think also that, that there's, this added pressure on like um you know POCs or any minorities really that basically if you say something and if you you claim that something's sexist or racist or homophobic or something and you turn out to be wrong it's not only you that's wrong it's therefore everyone in your, your community who are all of a sudden wrong because people will you know right-wing people will, will weaponize those claims and will say oh yeah, but they said that this was racist and they were lying. And so what if everyone else who says something is racist is also lying? So there's definitely yeah. that added pressure as well. That- yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's really hard. And I think like there are so many, like I think Monroe Bergdorf raised a really interesting point mm-hmm. of like, there are so many black, uh, white women who follow who are following the debate and it, mm-hmm. now going for Florence because they feel like if they go, if they, if they're critical about it and, and they say, no, actually the sunflower is wrong. There's also, there's always that fear that people are going to say, oh, well, you're a racist. Yeah. Um, and that kind of white guilt is siding with the black woman. But unfortunately in this case, the yeah. black woman <laughs> I think is in the wrong. Like yeah. I think she is. That's the issue. And she's not exempt from it because she's black. She's yeah. a human being. Just... <sighs> I think if you do research, I think read both yeah. sides of the argument. Make your own decision. You know, if your if your opinion is is formed off what you see on social media, social media tailors everything you see based off your searches and who you're following. Yeah. So obviously you're going to see a biased view. So just just read around it and formulate your own opinion. And like we might we don't know we don't know the whole story. Mm-hmm. Maybe I do. Yeah, just don't believe the lies of social media because Zara McDermott isn't a bi. (laughs) She isn't a bi. So, like, who knows? Oh, wake up. She's in a gym in Dubai. There are not palm trees in Essex. (laughs) She's in Dubai. Yeah, the moral of this this podcast of this episode is stop being sheeple. Stop being sheeple. Um, they're in Dubai. <laughs> they're in Dubai. Um, yeah, stop being sheeple. They're in Dubai and purge the bird. That's okay. Purge think. the bird. Purge well, the bird. there we go. We managed to get surreal right at the end. Um, I hope you all enjoyed our preachings for the for today, for this week. <laughs> for our sermon, sermon on the mount. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope you all have a a lovely week. Enjoy lockdown. Yeah. If you're listening. Send us your opinions as well, because oh. I'd love to. I'd love to have a healthy debate. And Laura, do you know where they could send us their opinions? <gasps> That's a very good question, actually. Where? What? What new brand spanking new platform can what? they find us on? They can find us on Instagram because we have got finally a podcast Instagram. We've um, finally taken the step in our relationship to have a shared account. It's a very big day. Big, very big, big step. day. Um, and so yeah, you can follow us. It's Snap cackle popcast um yeah so give us a follow <laughs> yeah we'll be posting some little tidbits some maybe memes to do with things that we talked about on the little on our show i've been thinking yeah. i always send laura some hilarious memes i think I, this should be public knowledge be shared with the world yeah, the world deserves 100%. this um so yeah give that a follow and as always keep it snapping keep it cackling keep it popping <laughs> <laughs>